minus 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9. We have ignition sequence start. The engines are armed. 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. We have commit. We have, we have liftoff. Liftoff at 7.51 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. On the morning of December 21st, 1968, three astronauts launched from Cape Kennedy, Florida. The tremendous power of their Saturn V rocket pushed them out of Earth's atmosphere and into the black of space. Good morning, I'm Frank Reynolds, and these are the men who will make this historic voyage to the moon, the crew of Apollo 8. If Apollo 8 succeeded, they would be the first humans to ever orbit the moon. But they had a dangerous mission. This would be the first crewed mission NASA ever sent to the moon, the first time much of their equipment had been tested in space, and the first time any astronaut had left Earth's orbit. Even the commander of their mission gave them 50-50 odds of survival. The eyes of the world were watching Apollo 8. This is their story. It was the late 1950s. The world was fighting a new kind of war. The United States and the USSR vied for global power in the Cold War. The Russians were winning and they took tension into a new theater of conflict, space. Until two days ago, that sound had never been heard on this earth. Suddenly, it has become as much a part of 20th century life as the whir of your vacuum cleaner. It's a report from man's farthest frontier, the radio signal transmitted by the Soviet Sputnik, the first man-made satellite as it passed over New York earlier. The Soviets followed up the launch of Sputnik with a series of extraplanetary successes. They put the first man in space, Yuri Gagarin, in 1961, and performed the first spacewalk in 1965. President John F. Kennedy knew that a victory for the Soviets in the space race would damage the United States, so he decided to take action. To go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win, and the others too. Kennedy promised that Americans would land on the moon by the end of the decade, and so commissioned a new program at NASA, called Apollo. Apollo's goal was to fulfill Kennedy's promise, overcoming any challenge in the process. And they had challenges to overcome. Apollo astronauts needed a rocket more powerful than any nation had built before. Ways of communicating with Earth further than any radio signal had ever transmitted a human voice and a way of landing on a surface no person had ever stepped on before. It wasn't just engineering challenges that NASA had to push through. It would be detrimental to your safety to continue this march, and I'm 
pay any attention to an unlawful assembly, you have to disperse, you are ordered to disperse, go home or go to your church. It is my duty to the American people to report that renewed hostile actions against United States ships on the high seas in the Gulf of Tonkin have today required me to order the military forces of the United States to take action in reply. The civil rights movement and the Vietnam War overshadowed the race to the moon. It was a dark time for the American people who looked for something or someone to help bring them together. Frank Borman, James Lovell, and William Anders were three of the astronauts NASA had chosen for the Apollo program. Each underwent intense physical and practical training, but Borman and Lovell had both flown missions as part of NASA's Mercury and Gemini programs. In classrooms and simulators, the astronauts learned how NASA planned to send them to the moon. With the help of scientists like Werner von Braun, a former Nazi engineer, NASA had been planning how to send humans to the moon for some time. The primary purpose of the first moon trip will be to test the methods and equipment to be used on later voyages into deep space. It will be essentially a scouting trip around the moon, and no landing will be attempted. NASA built the Saturn V rocket, which was the most powerful rocket of its time for the Apollo program. That rocket would launch Apollo astronauts into orbit and on a course to the moon. Inside each rocket was a command module and a landing module, which would dock with each other during the trip. Once the modules had entered the moon's sphere of influence, or the point where the gravity of the moon was more powerful than the Earth's, the command module would fire its engine to orbit the moon. To understand the plan of the trip, let us use this model. Here is the Earth with the moon circling around it. Since the first half of the trip will take five days, we must aim the ship well ahead of the moon so that they both arrive at about the same point in space at the same time. NASA poured tons of their funding into the Apollo program, but as they began to train astronauts, tragedy struck. Three of Borman, Lovell, and Anders' fellow astronauts were testing the Apollo command module when a fire broke out in the sealed compartment. All three of the astronauts were killed in the fire and the first Apollo mission was scrapped. The nation reeled from loss, but the program continued on. Apollo missions two through five were converted into unmanned tests, while Apollo seven was targeted as the new first manned mission, and Apollo eight was the second. Borman and Anders were announced to be the crew of Apollo eight in 1967, and Lovell took over for another crewman in July of 1968. Seconds into the flight, we're looking good. We have cleared the tower. We have understand. Tower. Tower. Chris, Houston Center assumes control. 
Pitch and roll program started. Our vehicle going now to an azimuth heading of 72 degrees. All five F1 engines firing, uh, looking good. They're giving a green light at this time from range safety. With the successful launch of Apollo 7 in October of 1968, NASA looked well on track to win the space race. The Soviets weren't close to putting a human on the moon, and two months after the launch of Apollo 7, Borman, Lovell, and Anders rode the elevator up to the command module on top of the Saturn V rocket. And there's that majestic plume of flame behind the Saturn V as she thunders into the sky, gathering speed. Apollo 8 had made it into space, successfully putting themselves on a course to the moon. What you're hearing is the voice of Frank Borman in Apollo 8's first ever TV broadcast to Earth. The command module holding all three astronauts hurtled toward the moon at a speed of 10,800 meters per second. Jim Lovell used a sextant, a navigational device used by sailors hundreds of years prior, to keep the command module on course. It would take them 68 hours to reach the moon. Captain, why don't you just give them a little bit of a word picture of what we are seeing down here to have a Okay, uh, we're getting a pretty good picture, but if you'd move it a little slower every time you move it around while it breaks up on the scan. Once Apollo 8 entered the moon's gravitational sphere of influence, the crew burned the engine to circularize the orbit of the spacecraft. If they burned too little, they would go shooting off into the depths of space. But if they burned too much, they would slam into the side of the moon. The burn took four minutes. The crew called this burn the longest four minutes of their lives. Soon after, however, the three astronauts prepared to lose contact with mission control as they passed behind the dark side of the moon to complete humankind's first ever lunar orbit. Apollo 8 would orbit the moon 10 times, but it was the fourth orbit that solidified the mission's place in history. Borman, Lovell, and Anders saw an Earthrise for the first time in human history. The pearly blue planet contrasted sharply with the dark gray of the moon and the black of space. Bill Anders took a color photo of this moment, capturing it forever. We are now approaching uh, lunar sunrise, and uh, for all the people back on Earth, the crew of Apollo 8 has a message that we would like to send to you. On December 24th, Christmas Eve, Each crew member took turns reading the first part of the book of Genesis. This would mark their last transmission from the moon, as the crew fired the command module one more time to leave lunar orbit and head back to Earth. And from the crew of Apollo 8, we close with good night, good luck, a Merry Christmas, and God bless all of you, all of you on the good Earth.
after an uneventful journey back home, the capsule housing all three astronauts entered Earth's atmosphere. In order to re-enter Earth safely, the craft needed to be angled in just the right direction as to deflect the intense amount of heat energy hitting it. The capsule slowed down tremendously due to air resistance and started to deploy its parachutes at 30,000 feet. Southwest of Hawaii, on December 27, 1968, Apollo 8 splashed down, and rescue divers recovered the crew and brought them on board the USS Yorktown. Some might say that Apollo 8's mission was forgettable, that the whole journey to the moon was a waste of taxpayer money and effort. However, its impact on the future of space exploration and humanity is irrefutable. Apollo 8 paved the way for a new era of science and understanding. In the midst of a year fraught with horrors, injustice, and conflict, this mission brought the world together and gave people something to hope for. Shortly after the crew returned to the States, Frank Borman received an anonymous telegram. It said, simply, Thank you, Apollo 8. You saved 1968.